Hello, week 13 is uh, in the record books and uh, after a, an eventful weekend which started with Kareem Hunt getting cut for being a, a liar and a twat and ended with Colt McCoy uh, being injured and bot fumble coming back. Here we have Bill, Bill Belichick's World Podcaster here to discuss that and everything in between as we go through all week 13 action. Hello, welcome to Bill Belichick's World, the only place discussing the NFL from deepest, darkest Northamptonshire that we're aware of. Um, so, before we start, uh, check us out on Twitter, on at, Be- at Belichick's World, on the Facebook at Bill Belichick's World Podcast, and of course on the internet at our website, www.billbelichicksworld.com. My name is Johnny Frash, I'm here with Fourfin Inches, Jimmy G and Griff. So... Quite a bit to get through this week. Uh, the ugly issue of domestic violence, the firing of a Super Bowl winning long-time head coach, and our power ranting, power rankings. There'll probably be some rantings. There will as be well. some rantings <laughs> as well. So, but straight off the bat, fourth and inches, take us through the results. Thursday night football, Saints ten, the last thirteen, Ravens twenty-six. One-time Super Bowl attendee Falcon 16. (laughs) Cam Newton minus 4, Panthers 17. Bucks 24. Wow. Bears 27, Giants and their quarterback of the future 30. (laughs) Bills 17, Dolphins 21. Snore. Colts 0, Colts zero, Jags six. That is the last mention of that game. Browns thirteen, Texans twenty nine. Broncos twenty four, Bengals waving goodbye to the playoffs with ten. Rams thirty, Lions sixteen. Cardinals twenty, Packers a pathetic seventeen. Chiefs forty, Butthole Raiders thirty three. I will just. Read whatever's written, <laughs> won't I? Yes, you will. In another game nobody really cares about, Jets 22, Tetons 26. 49 16, the playoff bound Seahawks 43. The Vikings 10, Patriots 24. Chargers eventually 33, and significantly for the Steelers 30. And on Monday Night Football, Redskins 13, and leg casualty. Attending, Eagles 28. Okay. Um, So let's step aside from the games for a second and address the absolute bell end that is uh, Kareem Hunt, uh, another NF player who has made uh, a serious lapse of judgment uh, and cost himself both reputation and a career all in one. So... Where do we stand, well, where do we each stand on what has happened and what should happen next? Who wants to jump in first here? Well, you're not going to get anybody who's pro-domestic violence, <laughs> are you? <laughs> no. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> well, well G-Lo's not here today, so, uh, because he's still in jail for antiquities theft. 
He's looking at 12 years, but for good behaviour, he might be out by Friday. Um, and he's pro-domestic violence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's not It's not really... It's not even funny. Like, the guy is a just a bell end and cost he's what how old is he, is he 23. 23 and he's cost himself a career uh and you know yeah just oh, I don't, but yeah i think the the, the the first off you know my personal opinion and it is my personal opinion is anyone that gets accused and then convicted of domestic violence shouldn't have a career in the nfl yeah um, I don't think there's any place for it. I think you know. I've put this on the site on uh, <coughs> on Sunday. The, the NFL players are people that are players that you know people that people look up to. They're, they're role models. They get paid extremely well for for playing a game they love. Um, and yeah, I think they should be held to a higher standard than every you know, everyday individuals. With that in mind, you know, I don't think you know the NFL should take a really strong stance on it. They did. They they've cocked up to you know previous cases of, of domestic violence they uh ray rice they kind of waited until the video came out and then all hell broke loose when it did come out and they were very slow to react on that when zeke elliott was then charged it was like a witch hunt going after zeke elliott they went completely the other way um and on this one you know they they found out in january that this had happened um and there's been no kind of and there was a bit of media about it in January, but there was nothing significant. Uh, Kansas asked Kareem Hunt, you know, did it happen? He denied it. All right, you have to take them at the word. The NFL doesn't want clubs to speak to the accuser because they, they feel that it could then be viewed as tampering. So Kansas couldn't approach the, the accuser. But the NFL, this is a billion, billion dollar industry in organization. They got a fleet of investigation ex-FBI agents who kind of work for them in, in security basis and they weren't able to get this video in the hotel room and yet TMZ were yeah I mean that, so that's the, for me yeah alright Cream Hunt do away with him I don't ever want to see him in the game again hopefully he won't come back um, but the bigger issue for me is that the NFL don't seem to be able to make up their mind how they're going to deal with this and it's it's only when it becomes a PR nightmare, which when they it, that's the only point at which they start to take things seriously. Um, you know, videos come out, PR nightmare. Oh my God, put them on the exempt list, kick them out of the league. If that video had never come out, I don't think any of us would have known about what's gone on, which you know is then quite a scary situation because he could then go on and do it again. Hopefully, he's yeah. learned his lesson, but who knows? I think learn, learning a lesson here is the important part for me because <laughs> they get we've seen through documentaries that have come out in the last two or three years they get ex-players to go to them on the like the draft days and I used to be an NFL player now I lost all my money so let's do this 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 why don't they get somebody like Ray Rice to speak at draft day mm. this is what happens if you make a stupid mistake you yeah. will lose the career that you've worked your entire life towards yeah I think the, I mean the perfect example of that I think Chris Carter does it who had a had a big drugs problem and he got kicked out of the Eagles and went on to have a, a Hall of Fame career at the Vikings. Absolutely, have someone like that who can help those younger players, you know, understand the situation they're in. You know, the Reuben Foster case. Okay, it's not been proven that he's been um, he has kind of committed domestic violence. The reason the 49ers got rid of him is because he's they're so fed up with him being put, putting himself in those situations, and that's the key there. These young players put themselves in dangerous situations where even if they haven't done it, 
with the likes of social media, with the likes that everyone's got a camera on their phone, don't be stupid enough to put yourself in a situation where you could be even vaguely accused of something like that. Just stay out. You know, you shouldn't be going out on a Saturday night before before a game on Sunday anyway. It's just ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, I think for me, there's uh, two things. One, take responsibility and just don't fucking hit women. Um, I've seen, oh, it seems a simple rule, doesn't it? Like, if you, if you hit a woman like that, you should not be playing in the NFL. Um, I, you know, Tyreek Hill is another example I take issue with, and we've had this chat on WhatsApp. He's had issues in college, and, you know, the people have said, okay, that was in college, but. For me, you know, it doesn't still, matter when. It, it doesn't matter when he's he's well, still setting an example. Kareem Hunt's twenty three. I mean, I was making stupid mistakes. I wasn't beating women. Don't get me wrong, but it's easy for a twenty three year old to have a lapse of judgment. Yeah, it is. I mean, if you have a lapse of judgment once, so let's let's take Reuben Reuben Foster. All right, he had a lapse of judgment once. The 49ers kind of waited out, backed him, and then he was found to pr- prove innocent. Okay, that's a good one. Well done. Then to do it again. <laughs> You know, don't make the same mistake twice. It's an old adage. It's pretty straightforward. You know, learn from your mistakes and, and move on. So yeah, that's. I mean, that's my personal stance. Agree with me, disagree with me. Have an argument with me on Twitter if you want. I'll happily just talk to you. I, I, I can't disagree with you there. Um. I think it, it was interesting because there's always still this part of the league, and I think with the Redskins claiming Foster off waivers, there's still this part of me that was. Absolutely convinced somebody was going to get Hunt off waivers. I don't think. Well, you, they can't. He's on the he's on the exempt list. So, yeah, uh, I, I think they'll. Everyone will wait to see kind of what the punishment is before he's claimed him, and, and whether it's six games, which is, I think the minimum that he can be banned for, or whether they just say, look, we don't want it in the league anymore, and you know, goodbye to a potentially brilliant career. He was a very talented player. He was doing very well. League's leading Russia last yeah. season. I mean, in a way, like, you know, what happened is not excusable. But as well, like, I think they're almost lucky, the league, that it came out now because you've got a bloke there that you could legitimately in four weeks' time be seeing pictured holding the Vince Lombardi trophy. And, like, how bad is that for for the image to the league as well? So, of course, um, yeah, that brings in... Uh, TMZ. So, um, I mean, we've all seen the video, I guess, you know, now by now. Um, and, uh, of course, how TMZ managed to get it rather than the investigators that the NFL have on staff. So, I mean, you know, uh, I think we've all seen some opinions about TMZ uh, as well. I mean, how, you know, and their role in this uh, debacle. So I think that there's two failings here, isn't there? There's one which is the NFL weren't able to get it, and you know, fair enough. Maybe you know whoever leaked it wasn't willing to sell it to the NFL. And actually, if you know there'd been a, a leak that the NFL paid for this video and not shared it or at least told everyone about it, that would almost be worse. I mean, to be fair, if the NFL paid for it, that'd be terrible. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> um, and the second one is how the police didn't get it either. So there was an investigation about this. And the police were unable to get hold of this video. So whether it was just a box-checking exercise, oh, we've looked into it, we couldn't get hold of the accuser, we know there's a video, but we're not really going to do it, that's pretty bad as well. The investigation pretty much seemed to be, Kareem, did, did you beat up a woman? No. Yeah. <laughs> All right, carry on then. Yeah, I mean, that, that was pretty much it. 
Um, I mean, if I was, I mean, this seems to be ha- this happened twice now with Ray Rice and now Kareem Hunt and John Brown. Oh, and and John Brown. If I was the NFL, I would just hire whoever is at TMZ <laughs> buying these videos and say, "Could you just come and do that for us, please?" Because at least then they can control the story. They can at least. All right, buying it's bad, but they they can say right. Well, we got hold of this video. They don't have to say how they got it. We got hold of it. It's not great. It shows the player in a bad, in a very bad light, committing a very bad crime, and we're taking action against that player. That's all that needs to happen. It doesn't have to show the video because no one really wants to. If watch they use that, it for they? investigation, that's what you want. You want. Yeah. You want. If Kareem Hunt has been a twat, then you need to punish him for being a twat at the time, rather than, you know, it's what six eleven months later. Yeah. And um, you know, it's yeah, it's it's just a awful situation. I mean, it's the, the situation itself is bad, but the how everyone's gone about dealing with it, I think, has been pretty lousy. I did. did anyone? Uh, I was up on uh, Friday night watching uh, the sort of the brouhaha on Twitter uh, about it. As of course, you know, everyone's like, we need to punish Kareem Hunt and then the next thing is people going I'm guessing a lot of uh, Kansas fans going he barely kicked her you know and yeah, you know as if, as if the, the, the level of kicking that this woman got wasn't a factor yeah. whatsoever it's, it's yeah there's no there is no defence whatever has happened beforehand I know there's been some speculation to what was said beforehand it's still no excuse and the fact that he the, there was the push, and then there's the kick. It means it's a premeditated act as well. So, I, I think for me, the punishment for this, the punishment's going to happen. You know, he's not going to be, you know, probably there's the possibility he may never play in the NFL again. For me, the punishment isn't necessarily for what he did, and in no way am I defending that, but it's because he didn't come out and deal with it. Yeah, I think Kansas dropped him, and it was very clear in, in the statement that he'd been, un, he'd not told them the truth. It wasn't. We just found out that this is actually true. And we're dropping him. It was a yeah. He lied to us, so we're, we're dropping him. And I'm sure that w- that's not the case. But that's how the statement almost that was kind of reading between the lines yeah. of the statement. And then the NFL took action, put him on the on the commissioner's exempt list. No one's claiming off what waivers. Thank God. I'm pretty. Sh- I'm yeah. I'm pretty sure that every GM has probably got a note. I mean. We were saying earlier, Kareem Hunt's probably got a better case of collusion than Colin Kaepernick because I'm pretty sure the NFL said to every owner, "Please do not pick up this player after the throwaway about Reuben Foster last week." Um, and it would be a very brave GM and a very brave organisation to even think about it. I mean, we were we were just playing Madden. We noticed he's already off there. Um, I, haven't, I haven't looked on the websites, but I'm sure there's going to be no mention of him. But yeah, um, he's just going to be a, a footnote in history now. Apart from a, a, a bad, sad, a, a bad footnote, yeah. yeah. I mean, and like we said earlier, it's just a, it's a waste of a potentially very good career. Anything else to add to this one, or should we move on to the actual football? I mean, it's Kansas are less of a threat now. Yeah, from, a, from a footballing discussion, that's Spencer Ware is not the same option. No, no. But we'll we'll, we'll get on to. Uh, Kansas later uh, I guess but um, let's get on to the games so uh, one place to start Green Bay lost uh, losing by three to the atrocious Cardinals and uh, Mick McCart 
Mike McCarthy, <laughs> Mick, Mick McCarthy, uh, he's he's Bastard. left he's left Ireland. Uh, no, Mike McCarthy has gone. He's handed his P forty five. Anyone uh, surprised at the timing of this? I think we could all guess that it, the end of the relationship was coming. We've been talking about it for for weeks. That we've had a couple of poor seasons. He's he's only won one only only won one Super Bowl with you know potentially one of the best quarterbacks ever to play the game. It was very evident last year that this is a team very much driven by Aaron Rodgers because when he went down they were terrible and they've not really been much better this year. Um, unfortunately, you know Aaron Rodgers has signed a new contract. He's very expensive to get rid of. My personal opinion, and he's as as culpable for the loss as for all the losses as uh, Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy's a lot cheaper to get rid of. So there you go. I think this is a team that's been in. I'm not going to say free fall, but they've been in a steady decline for a few seasons yeah. now. And I think that, that there's just there needs to there needed to be a change there. And you're absolutely right. You couldn't financially, you could never get rid of Rogers. And also for the sake of the fan base. Yeah, speaking of PR disasters, it would be, <laughs> yeah. be a heck of a disaster. Yeah. I think McCarthy was the the easiest way out. But I think the interesting thing is what happens next, because I, I don't think it's a case of, you know, it's slightly different, but Hugh Jackson and Ben McAdoo were yeah. released before the end of the season and they're not getting another team. I can see Mike McCarthy ending up in head coach of another franchise next season. I absolutely think he'll get another job next year. I think so. It'll probably be, he'll probably be thankful to be a head coach somewhere where you can have a you can have a good quarterback, but you having Aaron Rodgers there is different because Aaron Rodgers has a different personality than a lot of quarterbacks. He's that's, that's a nice way of putting. He's it. drunk. And, he's drunk. Well, no, but he's as well. He's like he is a very intelligent bloke. You know, you you, read, you, you see you hear him talk. You read about him. He's a fiercely intelligent guy, and um, he uh, I think he's a. Uh, more willing to fight the tension between McCarthy and Rogers, I think, has uh, beep, 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 beep. breaking news: the Bills have cut Kelvin Benjamin. So, it just literally happened while we're sitting here. Oh, doing this. there you That's go. In case you're wondering surprising. what time we record this, <laughs> yeah. stupid o'clock at night on Nine. a Tuesday. Um, there you go. Sorry for interrupting you, but that that deserved the beep beep beep. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Good. I can't believe that. Yes. Well, I can. No I can, because it's awful. shit. It's Ian Rathbors has released it on Twitter. There's no reason why. But just He's been released, so I'm sure there'll be more news to come. Um, but, with, but with regards to Mike McCarthy, um, so Jim and I were saying on our way here this evening, because we travel in style together, um, <laughs> if he hasn't got uh, some sort of enormous payoff to leave... He is going to be giving us all the information you want on Aaron Rodgers in the next few weeks. He is going to say what a cunt this bloke is who changes the plays at the line and he's cost me my job. And Because he's got no reason to keep it all in. He's going to, I think he's going to throw him on the fire. I think he almost has to say something because at the moment, it's only been in the last couple of days, only a few commentators within the media have started to point a bit of a finger at Rodgers. He's always been held up as this superstar quarterback but in the last couple of days there's been a few commentators we were listening to um, Mike Florio on, on NBC on, on the way here and he's been one that's been quite vocal about 
you know, Aaron Rodgers actually he's changing the play at the line of scrimmage all the time. It, it takes away that that rhythm that an offensive coordinator has, which Mike McCarthy wasn't in, in this case, to uh, you know call a play. If he doesn't know what's going to happen. Um, there was a report Jeff Saturday, who was a centre at Green Bay for for a season. Um, that Rogers kind of would roll his eyes every time a play call come in, and if you watch the game on Sunday, the the body language of, of Aaron Rodgers was it was defeatist, and some of the throws on that last drive were, were really bad actually. Yeah, um, like they didn't do Mason Crosby any favors by getting him any closer to 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 the post at all. Um, so yeah, I think kind of Rogers really does has to has to take shoulder some of the blame for this, and I think Mike McCarthy quick to say hang on this wasn't all my fault because he wants an, he wants another job he, I'm sure he'll get another job but he has to kind of almost defend his position a little bit is it just me or whenever I'm watching the Packers play Aaron Rodgers always makes his throw like one second left on the play clock he always seems to be so close to a delay of game penalty every single time. Yeah, I think they do that almost deliberately. So they have, uh, and you'll see a lot of quarterbacks do that. And I think that's more so they can see what the defense is doing. Like if there's a shift in the defense, it's going to be a you know a very late last minute blitz. And he is very good at that. He kind of, in, we've seen it in past seasons. He's not done it as much recently, but certainly in past seasons where there's been offside calls against the defense, he knows it's a free play, and he knows suddenly, right, it doesn't actually matter if this is intercepted. I'm just gonna, I, I'm gonna go for a touchdown. That's not happened recently, and maybe people have got wind of his, um, of his cadence, of his play, of when he's gonna snap the ball. I've not, I've not seen that, but I've just not seen. And we've, we've, we've chatted about it quite a lot. I've not seen the same Aaron Rodgers that we saw two, three seasons ago. He's he's not the same player. He's a good passer. He'll always will be. He's got, you know, apart from this season, he's got great completion percentages. But he's not a leader at the moment. He's not fulfilling that leadership role within the within the Green Bay team. You know, that part of being a leader is when the chips are down, you kind of pick up the players around you. You kind of pick up the team uh, and drive them forward. If a pass goes wayward at the moment of Aaron Rodgers, he's almost throwing his toys at the pram. He's looking dejected, and that rubs off of the rest of the team. And there's a lot of young players on that team, and it it, it can't be easy playing with a superstar in the best of times. But um, playing him when, he, when he's kind of being a bit of a whiny child is probably not great. So his last 50 games, uh, Rodgers is 28, 21, and one. That is not a good record by any stretch of the imagination. No, it's not at all. Um, McCarthy Eli would kill for that he would McCarthy 13 years in charge 9 playoff appearances a Super Bowl alright you'd probably say Rodgers and McCarthy together should have another Super Bowl but they've come up against the Patriots dynasty the Seahawks which looked like it could have been a dynasty uh, Ravens defences with John Harbour like, it's not like they've let these things slip particularly badly they've made a lot of playoff appearances and they've been defeated in some close contests how many Hail Mary games did we get in a three year span Not where much, yeah. Rogers came up slightly short it just feels like this fell apart over the last two years and that 50 game span is just with Rogers. so the last last season they had Hundley play two years ago was it when Matt they had Matt Flynn. Flynn so they've lost a lot of games that aren't necessarily on McCarthy it's bad luck with injuries and Aaron Rodgers not always playing as well as everyone thinks he should. So, plus their best running back in that time was Eddie Lacy. Yeah, he was eating much. it up though. He was. <laughs> he, was eating it up. Uh, he was eating everything up. I'm, I was just saying, um, McCarthy is the first Packers uh, coach, head coach, to be fired mid-season. One guy resigned in 1950 something, uh, but that was it. 
is that a, a little lack of respect there? Like, you know, what are they four and eight and one this year? Four, uh, four, four, four and seven and one. Yeah, it's not so going right. anywhere. So unless you've got someone you're bringing in, it feels a bit reactionary. And you know, you had 13 years. He's won you a Super Bowl. He's got your nine playoff appearances. Why fire him? midway through the season it feels a bit of a lack of respect I, I don't see it as a lack of respect at all the team's going nowhere you've said that and I agree with you so give it to somebody else and let's get let's get the but they've given it to Joe Philbin who was terrible at the Dolphins yeah I, I do see where you're coming from but at the same time now it means they can they can start their hunt for a new head coach right now imagine if they want to go after someone like Bruce Arians, for for example, he's not going to comment on anything yeah. where, there, where there's a head coaching position. He wouldn't undermine it. And I don't think any, any coach would do that as well. Bearing in mind that the college season, the regular season for the college um, games, that ended at the weekend. They might have someone there in mind. Um, or they might just be wanting to spend some time weigh out the chances. I think it's good for McCarthy as well, and that he can now, you know, take a couple of weeks off and I suppose, yeah. he can go straight into interviews at the end of, end of the regular season. Because presumably there's going to be probably eight or nine teams, look, uh, I reckon, looking for a new head coach. You can start talking to people to get his team in behind yeah, the scenes exactly. as well. Anyone know the last time the Cardinals won in Green Bay? 1950-something, and they were the Chicago Cardinals. 1949, but close. Oh, close. Oh, they were the nice. Chicago Cardinals. That is a long time. Yeah. So let's give them some credit. Josh Rosen actually played quite well. Uh, he didn't complete a huge number of passes, but... He did enough with the ones he did complete. Didn't so throw any interceptions. Nope. Um, what, I, did, what did he complete in the end? 11? Yeah, 11. 11. 11 out of 26 for 149 yards. So it does help when you're a rookie quarterback and you have Larry Fitzgerald because there were oh some yeah. beautiful catches there from him. Yeah, Larry Fitzgerald also uh, tied the uh, res- most receptions for a single franchise with Jerry Rice. Uh, 1,281 receptions now for the Cardinals. Nice. So, yeah... He's still playing at a high level. He's not the same player, but with a better quarterback play this year, I think you'd have seen more out of him. Uh, they have had to put Christian Kirk, their number two receiver, on IR today. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, broke his foot. He's been good. He's been all right. I mean, there's problems there at quarterback. He's a young quarterback, but he's not been helped by the offensive line, which is terrible. So bad. Yeah. Um, and like you say, Christian Kirk's a, a rookie. Fitzgerald is almost over the hill now and there's not a lot else happening in terms of in terms of three receivers one question I want to throw out there there's now two jobs going Browns and Packers which one's Browns yeah which one would you prefer Browns, Browns. all day because I'm not tied Every to Aaron Rodgers well I think for a, if a coach had the mentality and thought I can come in I, and work with Rodgers then you know it'd be great but that Browns team is a young team and got a, they got a good defense as great well. Great defense. The I don't think the offense needs that much work. You know, no, it, can you imagine Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward in five years' time? Yeah, terrifying. I think there's been a lot of talk about Bruce Arians coming back. I think he'll only coach the Browns. I don't see him in group because I don't think it's not like Bruce Arians is the sort of person who's going to uh, accommodate Aaron Rodgers. I almost think that's probably good. I think he's, for me, I think he's probably one of the coaches that could coach Aaron Rodgers. And that Aaron Rodgers looks at him and goes, all right, you've got experience. You've coached some pretty good quarterbacks in your time. Bruce Aarons is almost laid back enough that he could almost ignore Rodgers and go, look, I don't have to be here. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want to be here, and I want to help. We we can win a Super Bowl with you at quarterback and with all these no name wide receivers because you're that you are that good. Um, if I was the Packers, I'd be making a massive play for Bruce Arians. We mentioned last week, Rogers. You have to earn his respect. I think Bruce Arians would come yeah. in with that respect, whereas a guy from college is going to have to spend two years proving that he's the, worthy of Rodgers. Yeah, I think the only other candidate who's been mentioned, and we've, we've chatted about him in, in, in our WhatsApp group, is Josh McDaniels, just because Rodgers knows he's, he's worked with Brady. He's got that experience. But where, again, whether McDaniels wants to leave the Patriots... Who knows? Mm. But it might be the right time to leave the Patriots if the Belichick Brady area era is coming to an end. I'm well, very much of the opinion McDaniel's has been promised the Patriots whenever Belichick steps down, and I think with Robert Kraft in charge, and you, he's going to get some sort of stability of an organisation. I think McDaniel's is staying at the Patriots. That's why Matt Patricia left, and that's why McDaniel's is probably reading the NFL rule book within an inch of its life so he yeah. could be the next Belichick. Yeah, I, that's what I think. I, I'm not sure. I I worry with Green Bay, I worry for Green Bay that whoever they appoint next has a serious chance of failing. It's like following Alex Ferguson, isn't it's, it? That's exactly what I was going to say. I think there's a serious chance that the next Green Bay coach only lasts one or two seasons. Do you reckon McDaniels is there cutting the sleeves off his, off his hoodie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this looks good. <laughs> Should we move I can, I can on? Rock this. <laughs> yeah. Should we move on to a, a, another coach uh, who still has a job? Uh, Marvin Lewis uh, and the Bengals lost again. Uh, six of seven. Um, the last the, yeah, ended in defeat. And AJ Green is uh, on IR now. So, will the loss of two star players actually save Lewis's job? No. Probably. Worryingly, I think it could. I, I don't think it, he signed a two-year contract in the end of last year, but there's a one-year option for the Bengals to get out with no financial fee, and I think they're going to take that. I, look, I mean, who's going to want the Bengals' job? The, no yeah, one. I don't know. The Bengals have got a bit of talent on that roster. They're okay. a historically but, awful franchise. No, but I mean, no, you, you look, count. you get the right players in. Would you have wanted the Bears' job after their season last yeah, season? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you've got AJ. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky though. Good young quarterback, Andy Dalton is Andy Dalton. Dalton's average, but if you've got the right pieces around him and you've got a good defense, and they've got some good pieces on defense, I mean, that could be an all right team. Av- average, average quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl. Yeah, Trent Dilfer's got a, su- got a I, Super Bowl. I would range. never <laughs> say. I would yeah. never say uh, Nick Foles. I would never say that Andy Dalton couldn't win you a Super. Couldn't be part of a Super Bowl winning team, but. The Bengals as a franchise are a bad franchise. The Patriots as a franchise, they cheat a bit, but they're a good franchise. The Seahawks are a good franchise. The Bengals and the Raiders are historically bad franchises, and there's nothing attractive about that job. AJ Green's getting more and more injury-prone. Andy Dalton, more and more injury-prone. This is the same thumb injury he had last year or the year before. Um, Joe Mixon blows hot and cold. Bernard blows hot and cold. They never seem to be consistently good. And whoever plays opposite AJ Green, mm, Tyler, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd, yeah, he was brilliant at the start of the yeah. year. Less good now. Ninety-seven yards at the weekend. Um, John Ross has gone I, I nowhere. I really, think, though, he could. Someone could unlock John Ross. Just get him because I see John Ross as uh, Taven Austin. Possibly, yeah. Like, that's yeah. that's harsh. No, I think <laughs> uh, they're, they're, they're these players which they kind of get 
they get billed as like gadget players, don't they? Where they're, they're just quick, they're nimble, they're not very big, but you give them the ball in open space and, and they can make things work. The only player that's ever that's made that work, not ever, I'm sure there's more recently, though, is Tyreek Hill. But yeah. he's. Yeah, you had a bit he, of it with Devin Hester in the day. Yeah, he, but Darren Sproles. I, I think, you know, Tyreek Hill is still built for a man his size. Yeah. Whereas John Ross is just. A straight line. Yeah, he's just, <laughs> I mean, they they drafted him so high because he broke the record at the combine for the forty yard dash. Before that, he was on the cusp of being a first round draft choice. Broke that record, and suddenly the Bengals are drafting him. In, I think it was the top ten. Without uh, having the stats in front of me, where exactly does this great Bengals defense rank this season? They're in the bottom five for everything. Pretty bad, but when you've got you know Hugh Jackson as defensive. He's only been there two, three weeks. It's not him. They were giving up 500 yards a game for four games in a row. This is not the defence it was. There's no uh, uh, Pac-Man Jones. No. Burfick's been out or gone. Did they cut him? I can't remember. He's not been significant. He's still there. Yeah, there you go. What, did he get two tackles this week? Yeah, because you're looking at the same screen as I am. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm asking. (laughs) Uh, It's not a good defence. No, they have got some talent on that that defence. Drake Patrick is a cornerback Dark East Denard is alright up front Sam Hubbard Gino Atkins um, I've forgotten the name of the other guy next to him Carlos, da- Carlos Danlop <laughs> the 32nd rated defence yeah but there's <laughs> 32 bit, out of 32 there is some I risk my case there's some good pieces on that defence and if it's the coaches that can't make it work then that's a coaching problem and get rid but, of them but that's a that's a franchise problem and this is my point it, it, from top to bottom this is not a good franchise they've had good spells over the last five years they've had good spells we've several times seen them you know get to the playoffs and we say well this could be the year they actually win a playoff game man no they haven't won one since 1990 there's a reason it's it's a historically bad franchise and it will continue to be and it would now be below the packers and the browns if you were taking jobs oh yeah definitely yeah Someone, and, and Marvin someone. Lewis wants the job because he's not going to get one somewhere else. So he no, will I mean, say, can I keep my job? And they'll probably say yes. He's it's, been there since 2003. His feet are under the table. It's amazing that he's been there that long. He's never won a playoff game. Like at some sta- You're right that it's badly run, but at some stage, surely the ownership will go. He nearly left at the end of last season. We all thought he would. He didn't. He stayed on. They've got an option to get rid of him at the end of this year. I think they have to take it. I think they will. I would put money on them replacing him with Hugh Jackson if I they mean, get if rid that of him. Happens, I, yeah. I, I, like, honestly, yeah, I mean, honestly, they're so bad. That's what that will happen. He, he was quoted as being the favourite to take over, and I, I yeah, there's just no words. Is there? Shudder, isn't it? Yeah. There'd be riots on the streets of Cincinnati. I think there would. Um, so, with regards to the Broncos, though, they've now won three of their last four games against yeah. against teams decent well. teams. Yeah. Uh, Case Keenum stopped turning the ball over. He hasn't thrown an interception in the last four weeks after throwing one in each of the first eight games of the season. And they've won three of those four games yep. where he hasn't turned the ball over. He suddenly looks more like last year's Case Keenum. He's not dynamic, but he's not suddenly turnover prone like he was at the start of the year. Um, what do we think of the Broncos' playoff hopes? They're right in there again now. They've, he can At least he can rely back on a great rushing game at the moment. Oh, Philip Lindsay, Philip Lindsay just amazing. amazing. I know, crushed me in fantasy. Yeah, I know, it was great. Yeah. 157 <laughs> yards on 19 carries at eight, uh, 8.3 average? Yeah, and two touchdowns. Jesus. Just crazy. He's undrafted. Un- I was undrafted. Like, I mean, that shows how unreliable the, the dra- whole draft system is if they can't find someone, someone Who like was that. the second lead rusher this week? Anyone? It wasn't Todd Gurley, was it? No. 
Zeke. Allen? No. Uh, Josh Allen, yes. <laughs> oh, yes, it was. 135 yards he had. Does um does Philip Lindsay warrant discussion in the offensive rookie of the year? He warrants discussion. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I don't know. Thousand yards st- from scrimmage already. I don't know what the stats are between him and Barkley, but, but he's just not as fashionable as Barkley because Barkley was you know number two pick overall and yeah, but we've seen it go to we, we've seen it go to lower. So Kareem Hunt got it last year. He was a what third round pick, I think. Oh, but he was the league's leading rusher. Yeah, but there's no reason why the, the thing for Lindsay puts up another hundred, couple of hundred and fifty yard games. He yeah. could well be the league. Yeah, if the Broncos get into the playoffs, Lindsay's got a really good shout. Yeah. For offensive rookie of the year, I agree. I think they'll win it close. I think they'll miss out. I I also think they could miss out, but they're, they've hit form at the right time. Yeah. Oh god. Um, yeah. they need what two wins from their last four games to avoid back-to-back losing seasons, or one win from well, the last six game. and six. So. Yeah. So so they need two more wins. They haven't had back-to-back losing seasons since what was it, seventy-one, seventy-two. Yeah. And to be fair, that's a great defense as well. Well, this is where I think they're going to go back to. So I think. And this will probably mean that Case Keenum stays in Denver. If he if he carries on eradicating those turnovers, and they carry on building that, that defense. So they've got two edge rushers who will probably both go to the Pro Bowl. They probably need to bring in another cornerback if um, Bradley Roby is out of contract at the end of the year, um, and they need someone to play opposite Chris Harris. But that's an amazing defense. Who has the Broncos' record for the most sacks in a season? I mean, it's too obvious to say Von Miller, isn't it's it? It's Von Miller with 11.5. Oh. Bradley Chubb has 10 already this season. <laughs> the league record for a rookie is 14.5. Christ, who was that? Uh, it was somebody curse in 1999 John for the Tetons. Possibly. Something like, yeah, it was a Tetons player in 1999. So he has a good chance. They've got four games left. Yep. Sacking a bit a game. I mean, I think he could, be, especially in the last few weeks... He's really started putting the numbers. He started slowly. Everyone, everyone was talking about. Is this was he worth the hype coming into the draft? Because he, the, the hype was very much like he's going to be the best pass rusher. He's amazing, and it was amazing that the Browns didn't take him at, at the fourth spot. Now I think he's coming into his own, and he looks brilliant. He looks amazing. Um, another little Von Miller stat. Uh, Von Miller is one of three players with ten or more sacks and four or more forced fumbles this season. But who are the other two? Robert Mathis? Nope. This season. Daniel Hunter. Oh, this season. This sorry. season. So who, sorry? Daniel Hunter. No. Ten sacks and four. Khalil Mack? No. Donald? No. Uh, this is Sue? No. Chandler Jones? No. Jarrell Casey? No. This is a very long quiz. I didn't think this would Ten. take this long at all. Ten or more sacks and four or more forced JJ fumbles. JJ Watt? Yes, he's one of them. Clowney? No. Gonna kick, gonna kick yourself. Gonna kick yourself. Yeah, kick yourself and probably miss. <laughs> Not Dan Bailey. TJ Watt. Ah. Oh. Oh. I you said go. that you didn't hear me. What? <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was it. Uh, and with regards to the Bengals' defence, they've allowed 24 points in seven consecutive games. 24 or more points in seven consecutive games. It's not a good defence. It's 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 just badly run. The whole thing. Just trying to look who they've got uh, coming up. 49ers. <laughs> Who, the Bengals or the Broncos? The Broncos. All right. Oh, well, that's a win. But for, for Chubb as well to get that record, that's that's yeah. That's yeah. That's, that could be on next he week. He could do it. Yeah, <laughs> he could do it there. Four, four and a half sacks next week. <laughs> it's definitely on. It can be done. That'd be awesome. So, uh, move on to the Panthers. Uh, they lost their fourth straight game, going down 17 24 against uh, divisional rivals, the Bucks. 
Uh, is it unravelling too much for them to snatch a playoff spot? They are currently the seventh seed, tied with the Eagles, facing the Browns away next week. Uh, then home against the Saints and Falcons. And four weeks of a team trip to the Saints. So, uh, you know, are the, are the Panthers uh, still going to be in it uh, at the end of the season? Can they make the postseason with that running? I think they can, but I think it's going to be incredibly difficult now. Like they really needed that win against the Buccaneers. And they had so many opportunities in the fourth quarter alone to win it. And they kept fucking it up, quite honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there's no other word for it. You know, four interceptions from Cam Newton. You know, statistically wise, this has been one of his best ever seasons. He's been he's playing better than what he was when he was the MVP. Um, he hasn't been turning over the ball. He's been passing better. He's been using the weapons around him better. He's not been as reliant on Greg Olson, who's now unfortunately out for the rest of the season. Um, but it all seemed to come apart on Sunday, and he's threw four interceptions against a team who've got one of the worst defences in the league. They had three interceptions coming into this game in the season, the Bucks. And now one yeah. of their players has Andrew that. Adams had three in the game, three of the four thrown by Cam. Um, yeah, it was it was bad, and the, basically the, the Panthers are the opposite to the Broncos. They're getting cold at the wrong time in the yeah. season. Yeah. And I, I think their running is one of the hardest left. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what they're running is, uh, has got them doing. The the, the height of class yeah. there, Paul. Gilo just joined us. Now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, I like high class opinion from Bill Belichick's world. Three weeks ago, I was like, I'm on, I'm on the Panthers bus. I think they're gonna make the playoffs, and you don't want to play the Panthers. At home, since then they haven't won, and uh, they got absolutely smashed by the Steelers, didn't they? Yeah, in first night of football, and then they had two close games one against the Seahawks, I can't remember who the other one was, um, where they, they could have won either of those. And I think they would have been looking at this Buccaneers game going, Right, we lost the Seahawks last week, you know, on the basis of uh, a kick being missed, and then the Seahawks marching down and, and kicking. So that, that was a close game, they should have won, could have won. We've got the Buccaneers next week. That should be cannon fodder for yeah. every team in, in the um, NFC South at the moment. Um, and somehow, Jameis Winston managed to not throw an interception. I don't know if that speaks more to Jameis Winston or the Panthers' defence just not being there to, on Sunday. The, the Bucks uh, had nine consecutive games to start the season with two or more giveaways. And over the last two games, they've only turned the ball over once. Yeah. Jameis is actually playing well. Do you know Jameis has now thrown the most touchdowns by Bucks quarterback ever? Really? Yeah. Tell me. It's not difficult. Tell me. Who, I think it was eighty-four touchdowns. Tell me who he beat. Who Josh was Freeman? Yes. Remember him? Yeah. Who got kicked out of the league for being such a terrible person that no team wanted him? They ju- he just the Vikings take the Vikings him took him, and yeah. he stood there, and they said, "No, you're not for us," and that was it. It, that does sum up their, their quarterbacking woes. And, and I still think at the end of this season they should move on from Jameis, regardless of anything else. That's what I think. But I actually think he might be playing himself into another year's extension. Well, I think it's, he'll it's, get... The extension's there, isn't it? It's an, but he, he is. He's playing himself... He's, if not with the Bucks, he's playing himself into a contract somewhere else. Cause yeah. he's, uh, it's all of what have you done for me lately. And lately, he's been quite good. I still think that the Bucks do a clean sweep of GM and all the coaching. Um, 
I think I think you're right. I think Winston will yeah. stay because there's no decent quarterbacks coming out through the draft at the moment. Um, and realistically, going into free agency, there's only Teddy Bridgewater who is of any use and a good few QB needy teams that will probably be in competition. I also think Rob Riviera could be in, in trouble here as well. If he doesn't, he's got a new owner who Ron Rivera. Yeah, I always get that wrong. I prefer Riviera. <laughs> Not his holiday brother, Ron Riviera. Um, I bought know, a timeshare off him. <laughs> <laughs> so a new owner took over last year. He obviously didn't want to rock the boat too much. Um, so he, the river boat. Yeah, the river boat. Thank you. Um, so he kept everyone in place, you know, and. I think you know if they don't make the playoffs after the start they had. I think David Tepper could be looking and going, right, well that's a bit shit. Um, it, Rivera's been there a long time. They got to a Super Bowl, but he's not really done much since then. It time was for a change. About two o'clock, suddenly I saw a lot of stories on Sunday that you know Ron's on the cusp here, you know, and after four straight losses, you know, they've not been. There'd be games I expect Panthers to be to win or at least be better. I I I, I do worry. I think the test is next week. The test is the Browns because that's. I, I don't even know what's funny there. <laughs> Did you just think we'd never be saying the test is the Browns? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the true test of any team so the is the Browns. <laughs> it just sounds what a ridiculous. weird season it's been. <laughs> you got tested for the Browns once, didn't you? About five minutes ago. Last <laughs> yeah, it was a colonoscopy last year. <laughs> it was great. Um, I think, yeah, the, the Browns are the test because this is a Browns team that Baker had a pretty chunky game. He started yeah. off badly. He, he grew into the game, but by then the damage Threw the most done. yards for a rookie quarterback this season. Yeah. Way. I mean, like I said, he started badly. He got better in the second half, but at that point... And let's face it, that, that Texans defence, as you found out on Madden, is pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah, I think Baker and that team coming up against the likes of Keechley. Let's see what happens. I think if they don't get past the Browns, then that's that's them dead. It doesn't really matter about the remaining fixtures, I think. Well, I don't think they'll beat the Saints twice. No. no. And this is a Falcons team that God, God knows. I, mean, I think they've given up. I mean, to be fair, there's one thing that doesn't seem to be coming out in the press, and I, I actually made a point of asking our Falcons fan. Dan Quinn, why is... What's... What's happening with Dan Quinn? I know he's been very unlucky with injuries, but... I think that will help him. I think that um, the offensive coordinator, Steve Sarkeesian, will go. I think he's had two years now, and you know the same pieces that Carl Shannon, Shannon had, and he's not made it work. The last four weeks, they've scored 16, 15, 16, and what did they get this week? 16 again? It's not many. They're, they're scored less, West. I think they've scored less I think than 21 points. one touchdown last week was a defensive touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Julio Jones got 18 yards, didn't he? That's yeah, something like that. It, it's crazy. The, the, the wheels have fallen off the Falcons, and this makes it worse for the Panthers because they should be really taking advantage of that and be higher up. They should be, there should be a bigger gap between the Panthers and the Falcons, but the Panthers keep falling backwards because they keep losing games. It's, it's, it's not good for them. It's not good for, for Ron Riviera. And uh, <laughs> McCaffrey is basically the, the one constant. 100-plus scrimmage yards for the fifth yeah, straight game. He's been brilliant he's this brilliant. season. He, Absolutely yeah, I mean, he, he had a slow season last year, but this year he's really got into it. He's got rushing yards now as well as receiving yards. He's a, a true weapon. And 
we said mentioned earlier that gadget player you could put him in that in that sort of bracket but I think he's actually better than that. He's, he's taken he's taken the rushing spot off CJ Anderson, hasn't he? So <laughs> <laughs> rushing Super Bowl winning Anderson. Thank you. Who getting at the uh, the Chiefs to replace the previously mentioned Kareem Hunt? But you've got Char Kendrick West, haven't you? Who just seems to be like the old girlfriend. Like, oh, if everyone else fails, I'll just go back to her. <laughs> 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 She'll take me. <laughs> don't, don't like the look of your ex girlfriend. Yeah. Just one last point on this game. Did I? That. Right, right at the end, the, you know, the Panthers had a, a bit of a Hail Mary opportunity. They had two, in mm. fact. The first one, Cam Newton threw it, and it barely made the end zone. Um, and, and the second one, they brought on Taylor Heineke as, to come in, and he actually threw a pretty long ball. You know, There's obviously a problem there with Cam Newton's shoulder that's been reported. If they do lose to the Browns, do they go as far as just saying, right, our season's over? We're just going to put Cam Newton on injury reserve. and They might as well. Yeah. Whether yeah. they will or not, I don't know. But yeah, if they lose to the Browns, they might as well because I think it's all over. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Uh, Lamar Jackson led a third straight win uh, as the Ravens, Ravens suffocated the Falcons. Uh, what does this result mean for the Ravens' playoffs hopes and for Joe Flacco's career? Well, they're only half a game behind the Steelers now. So yeah. their playoff hopes are... They're right in there. They're in the lead of the wild card as Fifth well. Fifth seed, yes, FC. I believe so. It's going to come down to uh, who's got a better defence, the Steelers or the Ravens. Well, <laughs> that's a question. Well, it is. I, I think it's probably the Ravens. Um, the second thing it comes down to is whether Lamar, Lamar Jackson can keep running and not getting hurt. Because if he gets hurt and they go back to Flacco, you go back to plodding defence, relying on the odd long touchdown. Uh, whereas at the moment, teams don't seem to quite have the tape on Lamar to know quite how to snuff him out. It's like when um, Kaepernick and RG3 and Russell Wilson all kind of appeared on the, on the scene a few years back. And, and then suddenly there was lots of option plays where they were running and no one really knew how to deal with it. Lamar Jackson's like that, but he's twice as fast as, he, as he, <laughs> any, of those, um, any of those quarterbacks. So by the time he does get away, you just you can't catch him. He had 75 yards for 17 carries. The biggest problem is that eventually someone is going to find out how to deal with him. Um, and at that point, the wheels could come off the whole Ravens cart. If that happens before the end of playoffs, before Super Bowl, then you know they'll they'll be out. But that that defense has it started off the season brilliantly. It's lulled a little bit, kind of in the middle, but it's suddenly picked back up again. We got to see RG3 this weekend. We did. He was in for four plays, I think. And he looked so happy to be there. Didn't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you know, I read a report that apparently instead of being going known as RG3 in the locker room, apparently he was known as RG3 in the locker room. Now he's just Robert. Robert. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, but well, he's you know, drawn back his ego a little bit. I hear there's an opening at the Redskins. Do you think uh, they could release That's him? He could go there? Uh, he knows the playbook, apparently. <laughs> Oh, no. No, he doesn't. <laughs> well, Baltimore, they finish the season again with this week against Kansas. Then the game against Tampa Bay is not looking the easy game it was a no, few weeks ago. No. Chargers, then the Browns. What was an easy run-in is now looking quite competitive, actually. That's a pretty tough Yeah, Yeah, that, that is tough. Um <sighs> I still think the Ravens are a, a favourite for the wild card. We've said this all along that the, one of the wild cards will come out of this division. Yeah. 
It's just now whether the Steelers continue to fluff their lines. Because the Ravens could pass them. They, they really could. Yeah, they, they could do. I mean, the, just looking at the, Ra- the, sorry, the Steelers' schedule, they've got the Raiders, the Patriots, the Saints, and the Bengals. So they probably win two, two of those. Two from four, minimum. Yeah, so they'll, they'll beat the Saints and the Patriots. Yeah, exactly. You'd think so. Well, um, Lamar Jackson, 265 rushing yards in his first three games, which is the most since 1970. It, nice. like, which basically is the most ever because they don't have records for that before that time. That's what they're saying. It's, he's doing what's in his arsenal. We we saw at college this is what he does. I'm not convinced by the passing yet. What, what was his passing stats for the 12, weekend? 12 and 21, 125 yards. No touchdowns, but no interceptions. No. So he's looking after the ball and he's basically taking off and running. Whether or not he can win a playoff game like that, I mean... Who are they likely to come up against? Something like the number two seed is currently what the Patriots could be the Texans. Could be the Texans. So you're looking at the Patriots, the Texans, um, Chiefs, or Chargers. See, I don't see them beating any of those teams because they don't think they'll have enough offensively. Uh, the Chargers could have a bad day. Yeah, I, I just they're not a team. I mean, it depends yeah. if they go in the wild card. The Chargers are probably going to go into the wild card slot, and you'd say the Ravens are going to get in. The wild card. So, Patriots, Texans, Chiefs, and what other division am I missing out? I can't remember. But Pass. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I just, I'm not sure that it's going to matter. I don't think they're going to have enough offensively to beat any one of the other five teams that get into the playoffs. I'm relatively impressed with Gus Edwards coming out of nowhere. Very. Gus the bus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if it, if it was to What do you have, 82 yards this weekend? Yep. If it was so, to end today, they'd play the Texans. Yeah, see, yeah, they're not beating the Texans. They're not, they're not beating the Texans. The Texans' defense is just as good, and the offense is much better. Mm-hmm. Because Deshaun Watson is like three years Lamar Jackson improvement. That's where he's at. Yeah, I think... Because he can pass. If the Ravens are serious about keeping Lamar Jackson as their quarterback, then he needs to put some serious work into his passing game. Because, you know, the running's fair enough. Um, you know, you think back to kind of Steve Young for the 49ers. He was a great running quarterback but he could also throw the ball. Um, they need to have that option so that the defence doesn't know if he's going to run or he's going to pass. At the moment, they're probably going to start banking on him running, and God forbid if he passes the ball, they're going to bank on him even not completing or being able to pick him off. So it's a novelty at the moment. I think defences will catch up with him. Now, fair enough. Well, should we move on? Uh 49ers uh, may not be the sternest test at the moment for any team, but the Seahawks handed them a thumping and in the process took the fifth seed in the NFC as things stand. So how good a job has Pete Carroll done this year? I think, oh, do you know what? I was listening to um, our... I N- answer your own question. Oh, yeah, I am. <laughs> I was listening to our NFC preview this week, so I, I thought I'd track and track see what everyone suggested. And every single one of us was like... He's getting fired. They're getting fired. This is their last year. The Legion of Boom are gone. Uh, you know, he's done a great job, but th- it just seems like this is a team in rebuild. They didn't They didn't build... They didn't bolster the, f- the O-line. They took a punter before they took an O-lineman, blah, blah, blah. And the Seahawks look really, really good. Pete Carroll's done a really impressive job. And I think the turnover in personnel has helped because he's a college-style coach who works better with young players than veteran players. So they got cleared out a load of veteran defensive players and, and it's worked for them. 
I di- didn't see it coming, but it's worked. No, this is one of the, the, the criticisms that some of those older players had at the time was that, you know, they're getting bored of the same old stories. They, you know, it's the same thing every year. Well, okay, get rid of those guys, bring in the people that haven't heard the stories before, and he's managed to make them into winners again. And fair play to him. We were all wrong about the Seahawks. Uh, I was as wrong as anyone else. Um, they've done a great job. Russell Wilson, I think, is probably on the cusp of being in that MVP conversation. I think he's been brilliant. Um, he won't win it, but you know, certainly playing better than I've seen him play for a good couple of years. And they've got three rushers who, on their day, could all be quite productive. Carson Penny and Mike Davis have had all had days where they've run for 100 yards. Serviceable running backs. Yeah. Only team with 300-yard rushers. We said this last week. Do you know, uh, since the start of last season, Russell Wilson has thrown 63 touchdown passes, which is the most in the league. Doesn't surprise me. That it's, he's been incredible, and he gets overlooked a little bit because they haven't been uh, an upper echelon team, but now they're clawing their way back in. I think that there's always discussion, because they were a very successful team, you kind of automatically assume, oh, Russell Wilson's doing well. Well, he would. He's playing for the Seahawks. I think, I mean, well, they're obviously, they could, their only hope is to get in, in via the wild card because the Rams have now won the NFC West. I would not want to play this Seahawks team. Oh, God. No. no, not at all. I think whoever ends up with this is going to look at that and go, fuck. <laughs> I think if you have a look at, if I'd have said to you this time last season, the, the Seahawks are going to be looking improved without Cam Chancellor and without Earl Thomas, without, without Sherman, Sherman, without Michael Bennett. You know. You'd have laughed at me. Yeah. We'd have laughed at you anyway. Yeah, I mean... I mean, if it was to end today, they'd play the Cowboys in the... <laughs> take the Seahawks the all day. day. Cowboys, yeah, uh, all day. Well. We'll take that. We're going to get to the Cowboys later The Cowboys on, had their own renaissance recently, but I'd still take the Seahawks. Cause I, I say that more as a kind of luck in the division. Because well, everyone else sucks, and they kind yeah. of, they're all right. Yeah. The, uh, the 49ers, it, it intrigues me that... They still look this bad. I know they've lost their starting quarterback. I know that's big. And I know there's been other issues. But the defense is still bad. The defense is terrible. And Kyle Shanahan is an offensive coach, not a defensive coach. So even if they get Jimmy G back, how many wins was he worth this season to that team? I think that you're you're absolutely right. I think the, the biggest change that needs to happen is that, unfortunately, Robert Salah, the defensive coordinator, has to go. There's been a lot of draft capital spent on picks for the defensive line so we've got three first rounders on that defensive line at the moment um, and they're not getting good it's only DeForest Buckner that's you know doing anything anything decent um, Nick Mullins you know he's a quarterback nobody had ever heard of before he got before he got the starting gig and he actually did alright on, um, on on Sunday he was 30 for 48 and that's one thing you're asking a He's not a rookie, but pretty much a rookie quarterback to throw 48 times. But he had 414 yards, yeah. two touchdowns and an interception. Dante Pettis is a second-round wide receiver, 129 yards, two touchdowns. So that's something to you know start thinking about actually in a, in a positive manner. So what I meant by my question is, how much better would Jimmy G have done? Jimmy G is probably only getting 414 yards. Well, I think you know if their drives aren't aren't lasting as long as they should be, you're putting the defense under a Enormous pressure. So our lead rusher at, at the week at the weekend was Jeff Wilson Jr. Who? Yeah, and they're not. So it means that they can't control the clock. So as soon as the d- defense comes off the field, having done a good or a bad job, they're back on the field. And a lot of the scoring that Seattle had was from a special teams 
putting them in decent positions, but also that field possession because their defence had done a good job and ours hadn't. Um, so, you know, Russell Wilson only had to throw 17 times. He's got four touchdowns. Can I ask, could I rephrase the question? Yes. So, what do you see the difference being with Jimmy G and Jarek McKinnon? You've got the ability to control the clock with Jerry McKinnon for a start. There's more, you've got more experience, there's more leadership. But I'll go back to my original point the defence is terrible. I would grant you two more wins on your season with those two in the team at the, at the moment. I don't think you'd have won any more than two extra games compared to where you are now. I don't know. There were a few games earlier on mm, where we were very close. Very close. Only, only the last couple it's of weeks. It's only been, been blown yeah, away. the last two weeks where we. teams weren't really pressuring you, they didn't have to. They weren't like high-scoring games where the opposition were really fighting for their lives. Just because you support the bloody Patriots, you don't have to beat up on the lone 49ers. I mean, I, I, like, <laughs> I like Carl like Shanahan and I really like Jimmy G, having seen a fair amount of him as a Patriots fan. I'm just saying that the problem with two the... Games. We, we've been saying all but season... What a two it's, games. it's been injuries for the Niners, but the injuries are not on the side of the ball that's causing you the problem. No, I said that the defence is terrible. Salah has to go they have to rethink that you look at what the round okay the Rams got a lot more better pieces but the first thing that they did when he got in there he you know th- there was appreciation that he was an offensive minded coach the first thing he did hire Wade Phillips hire the best defensive coordinator he possibly could have got and without question he's the best defensive coordinator they could have got bring in someone like that and suddenly I think everything looks a bit different and bring in one or two maybe what someone like Wade Phillips would have got more out of that defensive line than Robert Salah has who knows but I think that yeah you're right that defense looks terrible at the moment you know we're in the number one spot it's kind of almost taken for granted that Nick Bosa is the the consensus number one pick okay it's another first round I spent on the defensive line but he's Got some, he's got some serious pass rushing, rushing talent and that's what we need we haven't got a good edge pass rusher we haven't got a Von Miller or a Bradley Chubb or a JJ Watt on the edge we've got some good defensive tackles but they're not getting to the quarterback ok so it's that time of the season where we go back to our power rankings so I've got everyone's in and the consensus is out in the lead at the moment are the Los Angeles Rams, uh, just barely ahead of uh, the New Orleans Saints. Um, and in third place is Kansas, no, Patriots, then Kansas, then the Chargers. So, and yeah, be- just behind them is the Texans, who are. Uh, our top six um, yeah Steelers just behind them uh, uh, with the Bears so uh, it, there's a general sort of consensus I'll put this on the website uh, so you can see uh, I reckon we all would have had the Rams and the Saints as a combination one and two yeah. probably in different order and the same with the Patriots and the Chiefs basically yeah yeah um, I mean, one yeah, only one person didn't have them in three or four, and he they were only down to fifth there. So, yeah, there's a general consensus, uh, and there's a consensus on thirty-one and thirty-two. Yeah, yes, 
it's not the Browns. 49ers, Cardinals, and uh, everyone had uh, the Raiders at 32. So, what, what, what was everyone's opinion on the Browns? Wouldn't you like to know? Yes, uh, I would. <laughs> So an average, it's an average of 22.6. So I haven't had a chance to put them in an actual order yet. But um, they're pretty consistent. I had them at the highest up at 20th. Uh, and the gym had them lowest at 27. Everyone else was 21, 22, 23. I had them higher than the Packers. You did. Uh, Packers were quite consistent as well. I had um, 19, 20, 22, 23, 23. So technically they are just ahead uh, in our power ranking of the Packers. But um, yeah, I mean, if yeah, at the start of the season you'd have told, told us that Packers would be pretty much jousting for 20th place in our power rankings. What, what have people done with the Vikings? Because I think this Vikings team is, is not performing as well as it should, uh, by, by some it, stretch. It certainly should be doing a lot better. Um, I put them at 13th. And that was the lowest. 11, 11, 11, 12, 13. Yeah, so so an average of 11.6. They're definitely not a top 10 team. Which no, they, they should be anymore. easily. Yeah, and it's a be. drop from where they were at week 8. Oh, really? Um, because we had them um, an average of about 9.75 they're now down to 11.6 so uh, what that means I'll put, we'll put on the website but who yeah um, who do you reckon are the biggest fallers uh, since the Redskins yeah it has to be no the Lions nope Bengals Bengals ah Bengals went from uh, 11.25 uh, at week at uh, the game 8 and <laughs> when game eight, and they are down to twenty four. The old ones are the best. <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, with both the Bengals and the Redskins as well. Like, if you were to look at this based on what their record is at the moment, there probably be two that stick out because they both had good starts of the the year. Bengals' first five games, they're a four and one. Yeah, but they've both lost quarterbacks. Redskins have now lost two quarterbacks. Uh, and they've also both lost other key players as well. So yeah. AJ Green for for the Bengals, um, and then for the Redskins, uh, they've lost pretty much their entire offensive line. I yeah, I, I had Redskins at twenty five. They, they range from there's a big gap. So Redskins go from seventeenth uh, to twenty eight. Um, yeah, I had them. Anyone with, with Mark, I had them at twenty eight. Anyone with Mark Sanchez as their starting quarterback. Yeah. Realistically, they should be thirty-two, but they fortunately got that. Um, they they pre. They have twelve form to keep them. They have butt fumble, but they don't have Gruden, uh, the other Gruden, so they're, they're fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah. So Bengals were a big drop. Redskins were a big drop. Uh, what was the consensus on the Jets? Poor, because that's another team that's going to be looking for a new head coach. Yeah. Uh, they have gone from 25 to 29. Yeah, so they're going the wrong way. They're going um, the wrong way. Todd Bowles is definitely losing that job, right? Yeah, I would have thought so. I mean, probably should. I, like um, Marvin Lewis, he sh- probably should have gone in the last season. He didn't. I think he will again. It's the mark of a poor franchise when you're celebrating. Hey, we won five games, guys. Yeah, I mean... We can go on about, you know, we can go on about... Big drops. Who, who do you reckon has raised the most in the? 
risen the most? The bears. The bears. The bears have risen, but they are Texans. They are Texans are third. Bills. Yeah. Bills. Bills. Bills, Bills have risen. Yeah, because I think they're. I mean, the Bills with Allen is a different <laughs> franchise. It's weird, isn't it? Because like every, they've pulled off a couple of results which you never would have expected them to, to pull off. Their record isn't as bad as I, I think what we thought it would. I be still had them, only had them at twenty eighth. I had them at twenty two. I think the Bills would beat the Bengals. I think they'd probably beat the Redskins, Jets, Cardinals, 49ers and Raiders, yeah. certainly. And uh, they'd, they'd, they'd give the Giants, Lions and Buccaneers a good match. Well, the biggest rise has been from 21 to 11th. And that's Dallas Cowboys. Ah, Dallas. I think uh, risen the power rankings by a sort of an upsurge upsurge in form as well as just being in the NFC East so to your question about top bowls going does Jason Garrett go because we we all thought he was a goner they're likely to meet the playoffs and let's be fair you said to the team at the beginning of the season if you make the playoffs does he stay I I think he stays possibly I do as well now and I'm not sure it's the best thing for them I actually think think it's a bad thing I I think if Jerry's got anything about him and he wants to see another Super Bowl win he still has to move on from Jason Garrett he loves Jason Garrett like there's a they almost treat him as part of the family the, the, the Jones family so I reckon he's somehow miraculously managed to turn it around I think that would be his saving grace I think another coach who we all thought was a goner and now could be saved is um, Vance Joseph at the Broncos yeah yeah I think providing they don't finish with a losing record I think he keeps his job yeah I do as well and they, they've, they have uh, risen in the rankings as well from 23 to 15 so big rise um, yeah uh, and yeah the Bears have also Bears and where was it say Colts because yeah, honestly, the Colts for me, so much of an improvement. They just, they, I know they got. It was a bad week. We're not mentioning the game, but I know they got done this week, and it was it was a pathetic game. But prior to that, what they won five in a row. Yeah. Luck had been throwing three touchdowns a week. Like, honestly, also, this I mean, this team is so much improved. The, both, the, I mean, the defense was bad over the last couple of seasons that suddenly got a lot better they've got a turnover in every game they're the only team that's done yeah, the, the they, offensive they've got a Darius Leonard well yeah <laughs> the offensive uh, line has improved beyond recognition makes Marlon Mack look like a, a decent running back yeah so I mean they're we've said about Andrew Luck being the, obviously the com- probably the comeback player of the year rightly so um, I think next season with a few he just called Andrew Luck a cunt did he is that what he said I said comeback player it sounded like it just saying. I know it wasn't just me that right. pulled that. Well, I misspoke if I did. Um, I but, missed that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, but if, what was I saying? See, I've lost my schedule. Um, a couple of extra pieces around around the Colts. Probably another wide receiver. Maybe another kind of cornerback. Uh, and a half-decent pass rusher. That could be a really good team. Yeah. Well, I think that... I'll put it all on the website so you, uh, so you can see. So um, let's do some... Quick reviews of some of the other games uh, in the league. Who wants to Who wants to start me off? The Texans won again. Again, nine in a row now. Yeah, absolutely crazy. They, uh, well, they, they, they just look amazing. I'm not quite sure how to sum up 
how improved they've been from those first three weeks. Because it looked like Deshaun Watson wasn't the same player. Week, what, weeks one from, to three. From the, the sort of breakout player of last year. but Yeah, but he's getting back into form. Yeah. And the defence has managed to keep JJ Watt fit. And him and Clowney together is wrecking people. That's what we've been saying. This has been the first year we've seen Clowney and Watt on the on the pitch at the same time for a consistent period of time, and it's you know it's yielding results. And now Watson's fit as well. Deshaun Hopkins has been sorry. DeAndre Hopkins has been De- DeAndre Hopkins. That's a combination. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they've got other receivers in there as well now. Thomas is playing well. Yeah, he's been a good acquisition. First time they've had 150 rushing yards in consecutive games since 2012. Me and uh, and Inches were saying before it started that you've what Clowney, you almost forget they've got uh, Tua Matthew as well. Yeah, safety. What a player he is. And, you know, he helps those guys do what they do. Uh, I think he's a bit of an unsung hero this year. The the Browns uh, haven't allowed a sack, hadn't allowed a sack in three games, which was their longest streak since 1988. (laughs) <laughs> which so is incredible that, that's even more impressive considering who they got a left tackle because obviously Joe Thomas retired at, at the end of last year he was a you know consensus all pro left tackle probably going to the Hall of Fame at some point they, they've had kind of a a couple of rookies in there but suddenly they seem to have solidified it I still think they'll probably bring in someone new in the off season but to not concede a sack with that you know poor left tackle who's like you know, we've all seen the, the film, The Blind Side. That left tackle position is like your insurance against yeah. when you've got a right-handed quarterback. Well, he's the guy that's... Why Nate Solder's earning what he's doing. Well, exactly, yeah. So Baker did come down to earth a little bit, though, this weekend, didn't he? I mean, he put up, like I said earlier, the most yards for any of the rookies this season, yeah. but I mean, three interceptions, was it? Yeah, yeah. but he's a, he's a rookie quarterback in a... What this was the, a bad this was the first in. really good defence he's played in a few weeks, though. Playing away and it showed. Well against you know, yeah, yeah. one of the, t- I'd say, top five defences in, in the NFL at the moment, and he's still free for 397 yards. You, you know, like I say, he's a rookie quarterback, and he's playing with a, a temporary head coach. Yeah. There's lots of things going against him. He's showing better potential for a Browns quarterback than I think we've seen since like, Bernie Kosar. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, <laughs> since the Browns came back into existence. Probably since before then. Actually. 1999. Um, the Chiefs. The Chiefs won despite no Kareem Hunt. They uh, had a close game against the Raiders. Only won by a touchdown. 40-37. They beat the Raiders. There's no... There's, oh, no, there's no pride in I it. I agree, but it was... Well, uh, that I disagree on. Because the Raiders in the fourth quarter actually played like a team that suddenly Still decided they wanted to win. points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And it was touchdowns to nobodies that people had never heard of. Although Jared Cook had a couple he of amazing catches yeah. and he looked really good. Um, he's got so good you do worry that they're gonna just, he's going to be cut soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, is, he will be traded soon. Um, I mean, we, but we've said it, Kansas are a great offence, but this, this defence isn't great. Actually, I'd be really worried that the Raiders were able to put 33 points. Yeah, on. that's a concern. Um, in his last 27 games, Carr is now 8-19. and 19. That, that, is, that is bad. That's bad stats for a player who's supposed to be one of the best 12 quarterbacks in the league, top 10 quarterbacks in the league. That's not on Carr, is it? I don't no. know. I've not been impressed by him at all this year until this game. I mean, this I is his best game of the that, season. Yeah, de- this is definitely his best game of the season. I'm, I'm not doubting that, but like, who's he throwing to? And who's well, that's what I say. Line and what's Some his nobody's. game? And the positions that that defense are putting at the field positions the defense are causing him to play in. 
and with a coach who is you know up until now hasn't been coaching for 10 years that still mystifies me. Uh, for the Chiefs, though, Travis Kelsey, uh, third straight year with 1,000-plus yards receiving. It's only been done once by a tight end before, which was? Gronk. No. Gonzalez? No. Vernon Davis? No. Delaney Walker? No, it was Greg Olsen. Oh, he's all right. We were getting there. Well, yeah, slowly. You'd have got there in 2021. Jimmy Graham was my next one. <laughs> Definitely not him. Uh, shock win for the Giants this weekend, boys. Yeah, beat the Bears. All our wins yeah. are shock wins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. your very best to throw. You tried so hard to throw it away. God, relying on Aldrick Rossas, it was what a, what a kick he is. What, well, yeah, probably your best player <laughs> apart from that new quarterback you had. <laughs> it shows you how bad our season is when you look at our social media accounts of the Giants. Are like, let's take our kicker to the Pro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah, it it's not been good, but this was a good win. This yeah. was you know a statement win, if anything. Head of the NFC North lost to the bottom of the NFC East, you know, which has been a garbage division. I only gave up three sacks as well to that, that, that pass rush, is yeah. actually quite impressive. Um, Odell Beckham. Two 40 yard yeah. plus passes this season. Uh, touchdown passes. Uh, He's the most accurate quarterback in the league, isn't he? Yeah, I'd say he probably is, actually. Yeah. I think it's still Mohamed Sanu. He missed a pass. This he week. did, but he still has a perfect passer rating on his career. Enough, I don't know how that works. I don't know, but I, he does. I might be completely making this up, but I think I heard a stat that Tariq Cohen is the shortest person ever for, ever to throw a touchdown pass. I'm yeah. gonna I, I like that. He matched his own record. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he's also only he's one of two players to have recorded twelve receptions, 150 receiving yards, and a passing touchdown in the same game since 1950. Who is the other player? Come on. Gale Sayers. No. No, I mean, he's no. had he's had a mention already on today's show. Tavon Austin. No, think older. Much older. Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> Jerry Rice. Oh. There yeah, you go. Yeah, him. <laughs> but what happened to him? him? Uh, whatever happened to him, he was rubbish. Uh, the Giants have had two 40-yard touchdowns this season, both passes from OBJ. <laughs> Nothing from Eli whatsoever. Yeah, although I like... Do you have Sterling Shepard in your fantasy team? No, I dropped him, but luckily it was yeah, Russell, Russell Shepard. Shepard. Yeah. But I did panic. I was <laughs> slapping my forehead and shouting dolt like you wouldn't believe until I saw the word Russell come up and I've never been so delighted to see Russell in my life. Uh, did anybody see we, we like a big man touchdown on it don't we yeah. John we do Akeem we did. Hicks did, first yeah. defensive oh, player good, for the it? Bears to rush for a touchdown since the fridge in Super Bowl 20 and he, he was a big man that one oh but, yeah but Akeem Hicks wow he just bundled through there and celebrated wow like, I'd never seen a celebration <laughs> like it just running around he was so delighted it was, oh, it was, it was exciting a, as ever it was seen. a couple of big man touchdowns this week which yeah, uh, a, always good to see and one for the Titans as well Taylor Decker is it yeah, Taylor Decker. Yeah. Who was desperately trying on social media to get the ball back. <laughs> yeah, I did see trying to track the ball down. Uh, Alec Ogletree as well. Yeah. Very impressive. Picked off Chase Daniels' very first pass of the game. <laughs> Daniel was 0 for 1 with an interception returned for six points. Well, I was watching Red Zone and like, and we'll go to the Giants for the Giants and the Bears. Oh fuck it! And I'm <laughs> not even going to pay attention. <laughs> Came back five minutes later. What? Oh yeah, <laughs> it was impressive. Uh, Ogletree and Bears safety Eddie Jackson, the only players with multiple pick sixes this season. Oh really? Yeah, only the two of them. 
Nice. Jackson's got like four. But you just know. imagine if we had a franchise quarterback. If you only need to pick well, one up, a good one. Eleven games now with a hundred plus scrimmage yards. You know he's been incredible and against when you, that defense as yeah, well. Some of those runs actually were amazing. Amazing. Well. Like he didn't just okay. He got 125 yards on the day. But that's just like straight line forward. He was like jinking all over the place. You know? He probably had as many as many yards going side to side as he did going forward. How often on third down do you see a team that requires 23 yards for a first down hand the ball to their running, running back? back? And he got yeah. 21 of those 23 yeah. yards. He nearly made it. So, yeah, it was quite impressive. Um, the Chargers, they eventually got a win against the Steelers. Uh, their kicker took three attempts to kick the winning field goal because of offside penalties and various yeah. other problems. Uh, but, they did. This is a game that the, the Chargers of the past would have lost. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh Absolutely. yeah. The Korean so, missile would have screwed this up. Yeah, and I think it's significant that they actually won it. First time ever the Steelers have been sixteen or more points up at home at half time and lost. Yeah. Ever. It's the first ever. time not just a half time, it's the first time they've thrown away a fourteen point lead at home. We it's keep crazy. we keep saying it, Philip Ridges Philip Rivers is clutch. Well, Philip Rivers is having as, a clutch as, season. As Gilo just faints somewhere. <laughs> Hope he's not driving. Problem for the Steelers, though, that James Conner is injured yes. out for the next game as well. Although they are playing the Raiders, but if that goes on any longer... But know. for fantasy owners, uh, you know, this is entering playoff, uh, yeah. playoff region and it's not great timing for... Fantasy owners. Bell has 13 touchdowns. Oh, sorry, um, Connor has 13 touchdowns this season. Bell only ever had 11 in one season. He's been very impressive. He's been he's been great. They, what have they called the leg injury? A contusion. Yeah. Yes. Bruising. Bruising. He's got bruising. Get, on, bru- bruise Get on the field. Uh, but but yeah, I mean this this is a problem for the Steelers, like we said when we were reviewing the Ravens game, because they're falling back into the pack, and it, it, this is a problem for them now. If the season ends today, they play the Chargers, and you don't want to play the Chargers. No, I think the Chargers. Even if it is in very, Pittsburgh, very good. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, finally, in the quick reviews, then um, I've put here: Cousin the game fails to shine as Vikes lose to the Pats because I think Kirk Cousins is. Not as good as everyone else does. I, I don't think that was just Kirk Cousins. I don't think that was the whole Vikings team. Yeah, like the Patriots made that look easy. I don't think they ever got out of second gear for the whole of that. But game. it was ten ten for a long time. I know, but they just look comfortable. There's some players in the Patriots that I don't think get enough credit. Are you going to talk about James Devlin? I really hope you are. <laughs> no, I, I was Dante Hightower. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's defensively, absolutely what a amazing. Player. What a player, and consistently, what a good player. Yeah, absolutely. The, the defense has been. Good in patches this season. We've had some games where it's just been bend and don't break, and and we're doing just enough. Um, but Devlin got he's got three carries this season, all for touchdowns. Yeah, I believe, and two of them were in this game. Just one, he had two touchdowns, two yards. As a it. Sonny Michelle fantasy owner in a very tight game, I was doing my nut watching Devlin run them in. I was <laughs> absolute. But oh. it, but it shows how they <laughs> utilise players just in situations. Uh, Brady's not throwing a lot of touchdowns this season, but he's getting the team down the field. And then, what do you mean, thousand yard rusher, Tom Brady? Thousand yard <laughs> rusher, Tom Brady. <laughs> two hundred ninety-five games. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, two hundred ninety-five games. Now, bear in mind, in his first season, Michael Vick had one thousand and ninety-four <laughs> yards. <laughs> but Tom Brady's at one point seven yards per carry. <laughs> oh, he terrible. did. He did slide and then signal for the first down, which yeah. was amazing. <laughs> I, I mean, he knew he'd passed it as well. I mean, he was celebrating there and then. I think the the thing that the Patriots do 
very well, very consistently, is they, they take away the biggest danger that the opposing team had. Adam Thielen? Adam Thielen this week. You know, five receptions for 28 yards. Now, Thielen went on a run seven games where he had 100 yards in each game. Yeah. They just took him out of the game. And, and the highlight of the game was uh, Bill Belichick telling Thielen to shut the fuck up on the <laughs> sideline. Yeah. <laughs> That was brilliant. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure who would, you know, who would win out of a fight between Belichick and, and Phelan. I expect it to be Phelan, but I'd give Belichick a good go. You know how I like a nice Patriots stat? Uh, the Patriots are one of two teams the Vikings haven't beaten since 2001. Do you know who the other team is? Uh, 2001. Since 2001. It's not the 49ers, is it? It's not. No, no. no everyone's beaten them since 2001. <laughs> They've been shit. Uh, Steelers or I nope, don't know. it's the Colts. Oh, really? Apparently so. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, and also this this sums up how I feel about Cousins. He's o five and one when forced to throw more than forty passes this season. He's just not as good as everyone says. So I think I have a theory on this, which I've heard on uh, on another broadcast, in that John D. Filippo, the the offensive coordinator, is basically trying to. Um, perform to a level where he's in in, in head coach conversations moving forward and he's not running the ball as much as he wants so there was only 13 rushing attempts and Dalvin Cook was looking really good on 9.3 a carry yeah he was looking back to Dalvin Cook that we knew at the start of last season where we were getting very excited that's ridiculous 13 attempt, 13 rushing attempts in a whole game and 44 passing attempts and you've also got Latavius Murray on that team yeah, who's he de- a four, decent rusher 4 rushing attempts you know Davin Cook had 84 yards off, off nine carries. Why weren't they rushing him more? Yeah. and It's a good theory that you've come up with. I like that. Yeah. I mean, he was obviously going there temporarily. He knew he had he had a good reputation after winning the Super Bowl with the Eagles as the quarterback coach. Went there with a great reputation. Everyone thought he's going to be there for a year and then he's going to go and be a head coach somewhere. I think now people are going to start thinking twice about that. Uh, how does Cincinnati feel? Uh <laughs> Uh, let's talk NFC East. So we mentioned the Giants uh, marching their way to the playoffs uh, uh, after beating the Bears. But of course, the Cowboys stunned the Saints in a low-scoring affair to take the lead in in the NFC East. And Eagles jumped back into playoff contention by beating the Skins on Monday night. Ultimately, the big question is, can any of the teams in the NFC East win a playoff game? No. The Eagles might? If The only team I'd actually fancy to win a playoff game is the Eagles. I The only team I would fancy out of that lot is Dallas. Yeah, Their defence, I, I don't think the, the Eagles have got hope. The defence in, in Dallas is much better than anyone else. The Eagles haven't got a backfield at all. No. No. Just, I, just, I just worry that it's the same old story when Dallas I mean, get to the playoffs, they get to playoffs and lose. Can you that's, what, that's what Jason Garrett does. Yeah, it's not going to happen, but can you imagine Patrick Mahomes playing the Eagles? Oh, God, the that's, apart. that's Andy Reid coaching in the playoffs. They're losing. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, the Redskins are basically out of the picture now, right? They're starting Mark Sanchez uh, this week at quarterback because Colt McCoy has broken his leg to follow Alex Smith onto IR. And we went through the list of players they're working out. It was TJ Yates, TJ Yates Landry Josh Jones, Johnson, Josh Johnson, Landry J- Jones. Oh, there was someone else as well, but. It was bad. Oh, yeah, it was terrible. I mean, the next step is Nate Peterman. Nate Peterman might have been the other guy, yeah. It's bad. I mean... They need to stop wishing their quarterbacks good luck. Yeah, they really, yeah. <laughs> they really do. Like, break a leg. <laughs> oh, 
No, not literally. Mark Sanchez <laughs> apparently is a, a wonderful leader of people, but he's not a wonderful quarterback. Uh, and I mean, I don't know how many passes he threw this weekend, but it wasn't many. He got 100 yards and an interception. It was 100 yards off 13 completions. Yeah, that's not good. I don't remember how many total, but I remember that. And uh, that's bad. It, the only thing the Redskins got going for him is Adrian Peterson. And <laughs> sooner or later, he's going to run out of steam because if they keep leaning on him, he's good. I mean, he got his 90 yard touchdown run, was the longest run ever by a Redskin. <laughs> he only had nine carries well, in the whole game, though. But why didn't they keep giving him, you know, ninety-yard carries? I don't think they can. I, don't, <laughs> no, I think he joking. can. I think he can only <laughs> perform to that level for a certain number of carries a game. They got Chris Thompson back, but what did he get? Three yards. Chris Thompson got three yards off three carries. Adrian Peterson had ninety-eight yards of nine carries, and mm. his longest run was ninety yards. So he had another eight carries where he got eight yards. Yeah. There are a lot of issues with the the Redskins' offensive line in terms of injuries as well, which isn't going to help. So, what do you want them to do? But I mean, again, we were kind of listening to another commentator. If you've got Mark Sanchez as quarterback, just keep giving the ball to Peterson. They've got no yeah. choice now. That, that's what they're going to have to I mean, do. At least they do have players. They have Thompson back. Has P. Wine been involved at all this no, year? Not, I, don't I think he's injured. Is R. Kelly still there? Fat Rob, yeah. Kelly. Fat Rob Kelly. I think he is still there, he but is, he yeah. might be on injured reserve as well. Um, uh, with regards to the Eagles, though, uh, Darren Sproles, he was back. First touchdown for 711 days for oh Darren really? Sproles. Yeah. He's been injured for a long Forever. Time. He's been out since week one. This was supposed to be his week final one of all season. Year. Well, <laughs> he got injured halfway through last year, came back for one game this year, and then got injured again. But it's nice to see him back. Um, <laughs> Josh Adams is carrying the load at running back for the Eagles now, right? He's injured as well, isn't he? Well, he, he is the first Eagles running back with 18 or more carries in consecutive weeks since 2016. Who was the running back that did that for them in 2016? It is a player who is no longer playing in the league. But I thought was very good. And I never really understood. I think it was injury that finally Murray? put him out. Nope, no, no. Same time, though. Oh, I can. he used to be for the Chargers, didn't he? Don't know. Yeah, I think so. Silence on the podcast, everyone. No, I can't remember. It's Ryan Matthews. And I think a neck injury ended his career, but he was very good. He was good, Had no problem with him. And... uh, but yeah, so they're looking for some balance. They need to get the running game involved because Wentz has struggled without a strong running game. He's playing like a player who is coming back from a bad injury. Yeah, of he, course. He's not scrambling like he was. But but here's the proof. The Eagles are 6-1 and one this season when rushing for 100 yards and 0-5 and when they don't. Yeah. That's, that, that sums up their season right there. They have to be using the running game and they've had no consistency. Yeah. A lot of people have very strong opinions about London-born JGIE. Um, In that he's not very good. But he isn't He isn't like Barkley or uh, Pizza or whatever, but he does make that team tick. It's Super Bowl winning, London-born JGIE. Yeah. He's, a, he's a, what do they call it, a bell cow. Yeah, you, know, like you just keep handing him the ball. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't run out of steam. And that without him, that team is not uh, not as if effective. If he didn't have the injuries, he'd be in that kind of bracket like the Garrett Blunt, where he just he's big, he's quick, he just runs through players. You know, if you're on the goal line, he could literally charge over. And if he stays fit, he'll probably have quite a long career because those players are just useful to bring in on third yeah. downs where you've got a short yardage um, situation. So... Stays fit, I think he'll he'll find another team because he's out of contract at the end of this year. Whether he stays at the Eagles, I don't know, he might go somewhere else, but 
I reckon we'll still see him in the league. Who is the antithesis of Kirk Cousins who can't win in prime time? It's Dak Prescott. 12 oh. prime time wins since 2016, which is the most out of anyone in the league. Who would have thought that? No. Not many people would have thought that. that. He's also been sacked a league high 46 times this season now because (laughs) he keeps running, but it works for them to a point. Um, They beat the Saints. No one saw this coming. I don't think anyone thought the Cowboys would win. Any of us would have that. Cowboy homers maybe might have said they're going to win. It doesn't affect the Saints greatly. They're 10-2. and For me, they're still the best team. I I think if they come up against the Rams tomorrow, they beat them. It does make the... The seeding for the NFC a bit more interesting now as well, though, like because the Saints I think need to be at home throughout the playoffs, right, for the best opportunity to get to the, to get to the Super Bowl. And if they got that, if they have to go to LA and play the Rams in LA, I think it's a very different game than it would agreed be if it was in uh, New Orleans. You know, this was the fewest yards by the Saints since two thousand and one. Really, absolutely. Uh, the first time Breeze has ever started a game zero and four passing. Uh, and it ended their league leading 71 consecutive games of scoring in the first half so the, the Cowboys just shut them down it was crazy it was very I was trying to think of a, it was everything from the Cowboys was just really efficient wasn't it well they it? just kept running Zeke for three yards and three yards and three yards or three and a bit yards and just yeah. but the drives went on for like six, seven, eight minutes and that it just stopped the Saints having the ball. I mean, it showed everyone else what the recipe is to beat the Saints: is don't let Drew, Drew Brees have the ball. Yeah, and have a decent He's a copycat yeah. league. That you know. I mean, well, we could see that. I mean, Zeke Elliott had seventy-six yards, but his average was three point three. Yeah, so that's what I said. Three, three, yeah. three. Uh, in conclusion, who's winning the NFC East? Dallas. I think it'll be Dallas. Yeah. Dallas. Unfortunately, Dallas. Okay. Yeah, F- uh, Philly are too far back. Um, Redskins have bot fumble so yeah. yeah I do think though that they will go out in the first round I don't think they'll get yeah. past that wild card no I'm, I'm I think the you. NFC's too strong in all the other divisions I think well, even if they, if they play the, the moment, Vikings they'll lose to the Vikings at the moment they're playing the Seahawks they'll lose to the Seahawks they'll lose to the Vikings yeah so gonna happen um, could be surprised but and it wouldn't be the first time but that's yeah. where I think they are now so uh, let's, I think that's that's enough of the week covered. Um, it's time for us to head towards. You uh, definitely don't fiction. want to talk about the Colts Jags. Well, you don't. No, I do not. No, that was a um, awful game. No, and well, no, I'll just mention that Jalen Ramsey is a cunt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, locks. Uh, week ahead, who wants to give me their first pick for their lock? Ooh, that it's a tough one. Uh, I am going to take. I'm going to take the Bears to beat the Rams. Bears at home to beat the Rams. Whoa. Yeah, I'm going to go the opposite of that and say the Rams beat the Bears. Well, I have been the worst at this, as you well know, but I like a big gamble, <laughs> so why not? I'll take that. I think there's, there's there's some good matches there, but there's also some very easy picks to make. Yeah. I'm going to go the Browns to continue the Panthers period of woe. Uh Browns at home against the Carolina. I think the Browns win. I'm going to go for the Ravens beating the Chiefs. Oh, I was just going to ask you about that one. You think the Ravens win that? I'm g- yeah. I I think it's at Kansas. Yes. Okay. Gilo uh, has texted me to say he thinks that uh, Bengals are going to beat the Chargers. <laughs> he really texts you that. He's not texting me that. <laughs> he he texts me earlier to say the Raiders are going to beat the Steelers. 
<laughs> That'd be significant. <laughs> and he'd love that. Yeah, he would. He would love that indeed. He's all about the significance. Um, Does anyone think the Seahawks or, uh, are going to beat the Vikings at home? Yeah, the Seahawks yeah. are at home. Well, I think the I, I've got them win. down. Yeah. I think that ends the Vikings' playoff hopes. I mean, it doesn't officially, but I think it ends their playoff hopes for me. I think we're forgetting there is there is a couple of shit bowls. <laughs> You've got one in your pants. Go on. <laughs> You've got the Jets at the Bills. Wow. <laughs> Fuck. Don't watch that. Whoa. That's going to... Oh, out. Jags at Titans as well. Yeah. That's a Thursday night primetime game. Fuck, you know. God, Actually, yeah. Actually, it could be quite good. The Titans aren't terrible. And the Jags... If they play as well, Mario, as they, if, the, if the defense two plays as well as it did on Sunday against Andrew Luck and the Colts, that could yeah. be an interesting game. Two or more passing touchdowns in four out of his last five games, Mario. He's doing all right. And also, if we look at another game that has the potential to suck, <laughs> um, Lions at the Cardinals. Oh, <laughs> Lions at the Cardinals could be a terrible game. God, yeah, yeah, I think the winner there, the, my lock for next week is football itself. <laughs> <laughs> well... Let's take a knee. Uh, thank you for joining us this week. Um, of course, as I say, I'll reiterate, we are on Twitter at Bellatrix World, uh, on Facebook at Bill Bellatrix World Podcast, and uh, of course, going up on www.billbellatrixworld.com. Uh, and yeah, do get in touch um, and say hello. Of course, as well, we need five star reviews on, on the iTunes uh, to help get some traction there. But from us all, uh, just remember, this is Bill Belichick's world. We just live in it. Good night. <laughs>